Hey, all my B-Wellers here. It's Brisha with the B&O with B&O Podcast. And today I want to talk to you with my favorite segment, which is the How to Beat the Friday Trap. And ultimately, one of my key go-tos of How to Beat the Friday Trap is to not hate Monday. Now, it's probably fitting that it's Monday evening. So we've all probably gone to our jobs or our routines of some sort. So we have that frustration or anxiety built up about Monday and here's the key guys you can't have you can't have that perpetual hate for Monday you just can't you can't have that anxiety for Monday you need to figure out what it is in your mindset that you're going to do to shake the Monday blues because you ultimately never beat the Friday trap if you don't figure out how to conquer Mondays and make it your own so what I do is on Sunday I look at Sunday is the start of my week instead, and I do all my planning and organizing and goal setting for the week on Sunday. Um, Same thing with if I'm going to be doing meal prep to go ahead and do meal prep um, and other stuff like that, and so on and so forth. So the thing is, with this being said, you have to get into a perpetual motion to know that you're not going to hate Monday forever. Monday's not always going to be your hated day. For some people, they embrace Monday. They love Monday, which gets them into the tone of not being dependent to wait for Friday. And it's truly how you beat the Friday trap. It's just overall changing your mindset. Mindset is everything. You're going to hear me over the next few weeks talk a lot about mindset on here. Uh, have a lot of different tools to help you to change your mindset and to really, really, really hone in and beat the Friday trap. That's it for now, guys. If you have anything else you want to hear me talk about, uh, any health and wellness coaching segments you want me to bring on, I'll be having some interviews happen shortly. But other than that, guys, I want you to just be, as always, be well and be free. Hey, all my B-Wellers here. It's Brisha with the B&O with B&O Podcast. And today, I want to talk to you with my favorite segment, which is the How to Beat the Friday Trap. And ultimately, one of my key go-tos of How to Beat the Friday Trap is to not hate Monday. Now, it's probably fitting that it's Monday evening, so we've all probably gone to our jobs or our routines of some sort. So we have that frustration or anxiety built up about Monday and here's the key guys you can't have you can't have that perpetual hate for Monday you just can't you can't have that anxiety for Monday you need to figure out what it is in your mindset that you're going to do to shake the Monday blues because you ultimately never beat the Friday trap if you don't figure out how to conquer Mondays and make it your own so what I do is on Sunday I look at Sunday is the start of my week instead, and I do all my planning and organizing and goal setting for the week on Sunday. Um, Same thing with if I'm going to be doing meal prep to go ahead and do meal prep um, and other stuff like that, and so on and so forth. So the thing is, with this being said, you have to get into a perpetual motion to know that you're not going to hate Monday forever. Monday's not always going to be your hated day. For some people, they embrace Monday. They love Monday, which gets them into the tone of not being dependent to wait for Friday. And it's truly how you beat the Friday trap. It's just overall changing your mindset. Mindset is everything. You're going to hear me over the next few weeks talk a lot about mindset on here. 
uh, have a lot of different tools to help you to change your mindset and to really, really, really hone in and beat the Friday trap. That's it for now, guys. If you have anything else you want to hear me talk about, uh, any health and wellness coaching segments you want me to bring on, I'll be having some interviews happen shortly. But other than that, guys, I want you to just be, as always, be well and be free. Good morning, all my Be Wellers. It's Brisha here with the Being Well with Me and Co podcast. And today's on the way to work rant or discussion that I want you guys to really jump in on is going to be about overall collaboration in small businesses and entrepreneurship type uh, venues. So for me, over the last year, I've been building my health and wellness coaching business. And by way of how I came about originally to do my podcast, uh, was with uh, my my good now friend Ashton, uh, who runs the Disney Mom uh, blog site and uh, various other accounts, and then she has some really stu- cool content and stuff going on. But it was because I was open to collaborating. I was opening my eyes to see, hey, this is an opportunity to, co- to connect two different niches per se, or two different. Uh, ventures, but we both had a love for Disney. We both have a passion for just, you know, being genuinely great human beings and helping other people. So why not connect it and link it all together? Uh, which is what has brought me here to uh, further, you know, my love for podcasting with uh, being well with me and co. But one of the things, one of the reasons I think that stops us from trying to collaborate or trying to come up with more creative ideas how we can get other people involved is fear. I think that we fear that people are going to kind of somehow um, either one, like step on our toes and, and kind of, you know, take control of everything. And you can't be afraid of that because sometimes what someone else might have uh, to bring to the table might be better off for the both of you. Uh, two, I think it is from a revenue perspective. If there is re- money making involved, I think people get really um, clammy about that and they kind of want to take all the money for them. But I think. Another thing you need to remember is when you're starting out, you know, it's about building. It's about getting people to trust you. Money might not come in right away anyways. Um, and I think three, it's a confidence thing too. I think some people just aren't aren't sure if, you know, maybe they're ready or up to par to collaborate um, or to kind of, you know, somehow sink in with someone else or make it a, a bigger idea. And what I say to that is, you know, nip it in the bud. Sometimes you're going to know certain collaborations you're you're going to do. They're just not going to prove. They might not, one, they might not be profitable. They might just be more or less from a standpoint of, you know, getting a connection and networking and building a network. Um, and, you know, you can't be afraid of, you know, is this person going to overshadow you um, and things like that. You just make sure that whoever you're collaborating with, that you really connect with them, that you guys are both on the same page. You kind of have, you obviously want to make sure you have a similar message, um, no doubt. And really, you know, don't be afraid to, afraid to overall collaborate with someone else. It might be the best thing you ever did. Uh, another instance with my book, I wasn't sure if I wanted to kind of, you know, have an editor and if I wanted to just kind of try to, you know, publish it myself and put it out to press myself, but I am collaborating with a, a, a wonderful editor. His name is Dan O'Brien, um, for sure. You know, he's an awesome guy, really on the same wavelength of, okay, this is what I want, this is my vision, and taking it there. And then, um, of course, the company that I go through, uh, which is uh, owned by Jay Taylor, it's, it's awesome to see that, you know, sometimes when you open yourself to be able to connect and collaborate with people, really awesome things uh, do happen. So, with that being said, uh, everyone out here in uh, the 
land of, you know, podcasts. I'm always looking for people to collaborate with um, or to either kind of show how the business role I'm currently in can work. I think health and wellness coaching is awesome, but I think it's an opportunity that can connect into a lot of different uh, sectors. So I, I have ideas on how it can connect with people and how it can grow their business, which I'll definitely be talking about because I think for one, I think anything that's kind of health and wellness related, there's definitely an opportunity there. So if you own, or, or if people think kind of beauty, so like if you own a tanning salon, to kind of have that health and wellness component, I think goes hand in hand. People love to tan, they want to look good, they want to feel good, so give them an avenue, some type of avenue to kind of really do that. Um, I've always said, you know, also as well, that uh, kind of in the relation of, you know, maybe if you own some kind of small cafe, give a healthier alternative. Uh, the daily nutrient boosting shake I drink daily is a great thing for that. Um, even gyms, I think, when you add like the beach body health and wellness component onto it, it kind of is a really awesome way to add. So I'll get in more about what I think, how I think coaching can uh, get it, go inside with other businesses and kind of boost them. But like I said, be open to collaboration. Keep your mind open on that, and you never know what connection uh, could happen. But also, don't get disappointed if they don't. As always, guys, be well and be free. Hey all my Be Wellers here, it's Brisha with the Being Well with Be and Co podcast here on Anchor and I'm stopping by on another drive home rent, not a drive to work, but a drive home rent to talk about is your 9 to 5 killing your 5 to 9 goals? So, a big thing about being um, an at-home business starter, starting a small business, whether it be you're selling leggings, uh, you're selling health and wellness, um, or you're giving an opportunity such as, you know, uh, some kind of insurance or currency or whatever it is you're doing, you're not going to start off right the bat with being able to do it full-time unless you're already independently wealthy and just adding another business center to your thing. Kudos to you if you are awesome for you. Uh, or if you already have a, a means to support yourself. But for a lot of us, we have nine to fives, we have normal jobs, and we're doing this to escape the reality of what you know a normal job is. But it's not your nine to five's fault if you're not progressing. That's what you gotta remember. Your nine to five is paying the bills, is putting money into your things to kind of make them better and achieve your goals. But it's what you're doing outside of the nine to five realm what you're doing from 5 to 9, or 6 to 10, or 7 to 11, or 8 to 12. It's what you're doing with those other hours that's probably killing it for you. So what I'm going to say is, you can't let your 9 to 5, what happens at your 9 to 5, once you walk out of your job, you clock out. You're not getting paid. Clock out and focus on yourself. Focus on your goals and focus on the things you want. For the last few months for me, I know I've been struggling with trying to learn my nude position in my nine to five, but it's been hindering what I have going on. So all the progress I've made in the last year, I'm taking a step back, but really there's no need. I need to figure out a plan to make sure I'm connecting and doing all my vital key behaviors are getting done. I need to make sure I'm taking care of myself, that I'm eating right, that I'm doing my workout, that I'm connecting with my clients, that I'm inviting people to the coaching opportunity and to the challenger aspect of the opportunity. If I'm not doing all those things, it's going to suffer and all the progress I made would mean nothing. So here's where you need to look. If you're nine to five, 
say is stressful, you need to find out how your five to nine or whatever time period is, how that can be a stress relief. How can you turn your little hobby that you want to turn into a career, turn it into a stress relief. Make it a form of something that you're going after and that you're going to get. Because don't let your nine to five drive you away from your five to nine. Because that's where you're going to get tripped up, make excuses, and really just want to walk away from whatever your 5 to 9 project is. And alongside with that, that's how you beat the Friday trap, guys. Friday is going to be here tomorrow. You know, I always provide lots of content for how to beat the Friday trap because I'm a main proprietor in. Screw Friday. In a quarter mile, keep right so to stay on I-93 South. This weekend, it means payday, but it's how you're going to beat it. So how you're going to beat it is you're not going to let your 9 to 5 drive you away from what you're doing from 5 to 9 or whatever set time it is. So make sure you're focused. Like I said earlier in the week, make sure you get back on track. Make sure you have that goal setting, you know, that calendar, that whiteboard, whatever it is. Keep right to stay on I-93 South. Maybe you need to retune, find your goals again, uh, and go ahead and do that. Go ahead, fall in love with personal development and really have fun. Continue on I-93 South for three miles. hearing my GPS in the background, and that's because I'm multi-purposing. I'm getting on air here while I'm driving home because I know I need to figure out a way to utilize my time wisely. So that's my tip. Don't let your 9 to 5 drive you away from your 5 to 9, guys. And as always, be well and be free, and I will be back tomorrow with How to Beat the Friday Trap. Good morning, all my Be Wellers. It's Brisha here with the Being Well with Be and Co podcast. And this morning, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the frustration you can feel when you're starting an at-home business and why you kind of need to just learn that it's something that's going to happen naturally. So I know for me, I'm almost in year two, and I am working on a lot of different things um, that I ultimately want my brand to be, and I kind of, what I want the direction of it to go in, and sometimes when you're working on those projects, you're putting money out, and not necessarily getting money back in, then it can be frustrating um, to see kind of your goals develop and things happening, but you might not be seeing that revenue right um, for me, it's a little bit different because of the health and wellness coaching. The other component about it is, is I just love to help people um, live healthier lives. So even if it's giving my advice and just helping them, I rather just do it. I don't necessarily need to get paid for it. If I never see a dime off of it, I'm totally okay with it. Um, however, obviously the goal is to be able to leave traditional work and to just solely work for myself. So there is that component. So my advice to all of you who are just starting out is it's not an overnight. Um, if you think that getting an at-home business is kind of an overnight, you know, get-rich-quick scheme, it's totally not. It is a lot of hard work. There's going to be a lot of sacrifices you'll have to make probably in the first one to three years with different things um, while figuring out and fine-tuning. And that's kind of with anything in life. You're going to have to make those sacrifices to get where you need to be. So for me things that helped me in kind of year one is number one having a support system uh, if you're at a at-home business where obviously other people can join your team don't be afraid to ask the people closest to you don't push it on them but don't be afraid to ask because obviously if you're excited about something and you have positive energy uh, the people around you are going to feel that as well so build that support and build your team early don't be afraid to build your team now, if an aspect of your business, however, uh, is kind of like a team slash client component business, 
don't be afraid if you think maybe you have friends who own other businesses, if they can either use it as kind of a second revenue making uh, center, or if maybe they'll be well as a client. That can be another like thing that transcends. Uh, number two in your first you know, year, I think a good thing to know is set your goals. Know what for the first, you know, three months, six months, nine, 12 months you want to accomplish. Uh, you know, is it a certain amount of revenue? Is it a, you know, you want to be able to go to this event? What it is, what it is that you want to accomplish can all be reverse engineered back. So make sure you do it. Uh, number three is make sure that you're not, um, overthinking it. A lot of people will overthink it, over push it, uh, you know, just kind of let it go. Build and learn your knowledge base and for sure, you know, it'll, it'll get there. It'll all come naturally. And number four, the biggest one is don't get discouraged. Like I said, nothing happens overnight. You're not going to get rich instantly. You're not going to wake up in, you know, a day and become a millionaire. So just understand there is a lot of work uh, when you're building an at-home business. And my side extra key thing number five is collaboration. If you decide to start an at-home business and say you decide to do a blog, a vlog, or a podcast, or something like that, don't be afraid to collaborate and interview with people. I think that's my big topic of the week this week is collaboration. I'm always looking for collaborators. That's how I got into podcasting was through a collaboration. So those are my key things, you know. Definitely collaborate, reverse engineer, build that support, don't get discouraged um, and set your goals are all the key things in year one that you definitely want to get right and get started. That's all I have for you guys this morning, but as always, be well and be free. Good morning, all my Be Wellers. It's Brisha here with the Being Well with Me and Co podcast. And today's on the way to work rant or discussion that I want you guys to really jump in on is going to be about overall collaboration in small businesses and entrepreneurship type uh, venues. So for me, over the last year, I've been building my health and wellness coaching business. And by way of how I came about originally to do my podcast, uh, was with uh, my my good now friend Ashton, uh, who runs the Disney Mom uh, blog site and uh, various other accounts, and then she has some really st- cool content and stuff going on. But it was because I was open to collaborating. I was opening my eyes to see, hey, this is an opportunity to, co- to connect two different niches per se, or two different. Uh, ventures, but we both had a love for Disney. We both have a passion for just, you know, being genuinely great human beings and helping other people. So why not connect it and link it all together? Uh, which is what has brought me here to uh, further, you know, my love for podcasting with uh, being well with me and co. But one of the things, one of the reasons I think that stops us from trying to collaborate or trying to come up with more creative ideas so we can get other people involved is fear. I think that we fear that people are going to kind of somehow um, either one, like step on our toes and, and kind of, you know, take control of everything. And you can't be afraid of that because sometimes what someone else might have uh, to bring to the table might be better off for the both of you. Uh, two, I think it is from a revenue perspective. If there is re- money making involved, I think people get really um, clammy about that and they kind of want to take all the money for them. But I think. Another thing you need to remember is when you're starting out, you know, it's about building. It's about getting people to trust you. Money might not come in right away anyways. Um, and I think three, it's a confidence thing too. I think some people just aren't 
weren't sure if, you know, maybe they're ready or up to par to collaborate um, or to kind of, you know, somehow sink in with someone else or make it a, a bigger idea. And what I say to that is, you know, nip it in the bud. Sometimes you're going to know certain collaborations you're, you're going to do. They're just not going to prove. They might not, one, they might not be profitable. They might just be more or less from a standpoint of, you know, getting a connection and networking and building a network. Um, and, you know, you can't be afraid of, you know, is this person going to overshadow you um, and things like that. You just make sure that whoever you're collaborating with, that you really connect with them, that you guys are both on the same page. You kind of have, you obviously want to make sure you have a similar message, um, no doubt. And really, you know, don't be afraid to, afraid to overall collaborate with someone else. It might be the best thing you ever did. Uh, another instance with my book, I wasn't sure if I wanted to kind of, you know, have an editor and if I wanted to just kind of try to, you know, publish it myself and put it out to press myself. But I am collaborating with a, a, a wonderful editor. His name is Dan O'Brien, um, for sure. You know, he's an awesome guy, really on the same wavelength of, okay, this is what I want. This is my vision and taking it there. And then, um, of course, the company that I go through, uh, which is uh, owned by Jay Taylor, it's, it's awesome to see that, you know, sometimes when you open yourself to be able to connect and collaborate with people, really awesome things uh, do happen. So with that being said, uh, everyone out here in uh, the land of, you know, podcasts, I'm always looking for people to collaborate with um, or to either kind of show how the business role I'm currently in can work. I think health and wellness coaching is awesome, but I think it's an opportunity that can connect into a lot of different uh, sectors. So I, I have ideas on how it can connect with people and how it can grow their business, which I'll definitely be talking about because I think for one, I think anything that's kind of health and wellness related, there's definitely an opportunity there. So if you own, or or if people think kind of beauty, so like if you own a tanning salon, to kind of have that health and wellness component, I think goes hand in hand. People love to tan, they want to look good, they want to feel good, so give them an avenue, some type of avenue to kind of really do that. Um, I've always said, you know, also as well, that uh, kind of in the relation of, you know, maybe if you own some kind of small cafe, give a healthier alternative. Uh, the daily nutrient boosting shake I drink daily is a great thing for that. Um, even gyms, I think, when you add like the beach body health and wellness component onto it, it kind of is a really awesome way to add. So I'll get in more about what I think, how I think coaching can uh, get it, go inside with other businesses and kind of boost them. But like I said, be open to collaboration. Keep your mind open on that, and you never know what connection uh, could happen. But also, don't get disappointed if they don't. As always, guys, be well and be free.